it's about that time. For the inside trip. You know that nasty trip. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Are you ready? You better be ready, bro. Because you're about to get inside trip. And we're back. What's up, wrestling fans? Oh, what's up? We are definitely back. Episode number 29 of the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. What's up, fans? This is Brandon Olinger. And as always, I'm joined by my favorite partner in crime and co-host, Ben Watson. Oh, baby. What's going on, man? Dude, a lot's going on. Oh, yeah? I, my life has been crazy lately. I feel like I've been... Uh, <laughs> I hear you. ...and flying from one place to the other. Had the great opportunity to go down to uh, the... Uh, you know, big tourist destination of Lincoln, Nebraska. Well, you were in Puerto Rico beforehand, weren't you? I was. I spent uh, spent a week in Puerto Rico before that. Now, is it true that the women walk around on the beaches in thongs in Puerto Rico? Because um, if it's true, I, I w- sometimes, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I might have walked around on the beach in a thong a day or two. Uh, yeah, that your your freaking white ass cheeks would have been <laughs> burnt within two seconds of seeing the sun. <laughs> My wife would not have let if me. If you guys do that. didn't know, Brandon is a uh, super Irish, and uh, yeah. You know, if you had hair, I'm a ginger. I'm a ginger. (laughs) Let's just put it out there, man. All right. Well, you know, so uh, Puerto Rico, they just uh, it was just a vote in Puerto Rico to become the 51st state. Right. It was on the ballot petition. Yeah. And um, if their women walk around in thongs like that, then I'm good. I'm good with them becoming the 51st state. No, we don't want that. We don't want that in my household. My wife does not want that. Oh, okay. Anyway. All right. So sorry about that. Sorry. Let's get down to business real quick. As I said, this is the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at the Inside Trip One. If you want to send us an email, please do so. We've been getting lots of them lately to the Inside Trip One yeah. at gmail.com. And if you are listening to this podcast, obviously you know where to find us. We're on all your favorite podcast locations iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud. Whatever else is out there. You'll find us. Yeah, and if you want to follow Brandon on Twitter, you can follow him at Brando413. And if, if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Ball Law. That's B A W L A W. I don't tweet anything really exciting. So <laughs> just law stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man. Uh it's been great. It's been a, I've been on vacation. I haven't been to work in two weeks. I gotta go back tomorrow. That's crazy. Oof. I'm bummed. Does it hurt? Yeah, it's like all day long. I'm excited to do the podcast, but dreading going back to yeah, work. Yeah, you tomorrow. get the Sunday blues on a I Monday. Do. But I you do. know what? Hey. You're going to get through it, everything's going to be great, and then before you know it, the weekend's going to be here, and then we'll be ready to drop another podcast. I love it. It's the podcast rat race, baby. So, you were just in Lincoln, Nebraska for the <laughs> UUW World Team Trials. Dude. Okay, look, admittedly, this is my first trials I've ever been to, and I left there telling myself, telling Everybody else I was talking to, telling the lady taking the tickets at the airport, anybody tell, wanted to listen, telling the guy that was giving me my pretzels on the plane. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could ever miss another trials. It was, to sum it up in one word, phenomenal. That's crazy. You just you just told me before we got on air that you said that you would probably rather go to the team trials, or if you had to miss one, the NCAA wrestling tournament, which you know you and I was like it's like our favorite trip, right? Or to, uh, next uh, another world team trials, you'd rather miss the NCAA tournament. I would. That's a testament to how awesome this tournament is, apparently. Because I'll tell you what, the wrestling was awesome. But, you know, kind of some of the texts you were sending about how much fun you were having seemed like it was pretty awesome, too. I mean, to, to put some of it in perspective, it's like, look, one, 
as you said, the wrestling is phenomenal. I mean, these are the best of the best in our country competing for a spot. Like, they're not competing for, you know, a top eight finish for an All-American. Sure. They're competing for the one spot to represent the country at the World Championships. I mean, it's next level, right? We're next level wrestling. Next level, absolutely. Everybody that's there is good. I mean, not just good, but really good. Um, it's great. The tournament takes place in one day. I mean, it's it's phenomenal. You, that's pretty cool that you see start to finish one day, you know, juniors, seniors. Right, so, so juniors nice. was on Friday, seniors Saturday. Both were one day long. Um and then even more so, the crowd is great. It's not like NCAAs where there's 25, 26,000 people there. You know, you're sitting up in the 300s, your nose is bleeding, you sure. got your binoculars on. Um, but, you know, there was probably a good, I don't know, 10, 13,000 people there. Was there that many? I thought I read somewhere I, about five to six. Okay, but maybe. I'm just, I'm just, yeah, that probably sounds yeah, maybe up to close, well, up to 7,000. But it looks bigger, right, when you're in a small arena. That's true. So, yeah, but if you're packing out a small arena. Right. Um, I had great seats for the senior trials. I was, you know, right there, basically center stage. You sent me a picture of those seats. Third row. Those were sick. How did you get that seat? I I just went on and ordered a ticket. That seat. That's what I got. I mean, you were literally like, you could... Like honestly, you felt the sweat of cocks like like hitting you in the face. <laughs> yes, honestly, no pun intended. If seriously. I wanted to, when somebody needed to throw the brick, I could have just probably reached my hand, got stood up and reached my hand out and grabbed the brick and threw it for him. That's it was, awesome. it was phenomenal. So it was a good time. It was a hell of a time. Um, but yeah, like I don't think I can miss this ever again. Just chilling, watching wrestling, and even better, it's like the fans that you meet at this thing are super, super passionate about wrestling. It's not like NCAAs where it's like a big event. Everybody goes. You're there for four days. A lot of the fans are family sure. and friends. We're a lot of passionate, like but yeah, you have, yeah. The, you have the family friends atmosphere. Yeah. This is – if you go to this and you're a fan, you're, you're a big-time fan. Yeah, and to give you an example, so uh, one of the guys that communicates with us on Twitter, his name's Brian Payne. Um, what up, B-Payne? Yeah, B-Payne. Um, him and his dad drove like 15, I don't know, 14, 15, 16 what? hours in one day from Pennsylvania. All right. And they do this. They do this every year. They travel around to they go drove. watch this stuff. They drove in one day to watch this tournament. And, you know, I, I was fortunate enough. I got to meet up with them for a couple of beers, had some lunch with them. And they're telling me about, you know, every year this is what they've been doing and they just continue to do it. And it's like I'm sitting there thinking, like, Dude, I want to do that with my boy. With your when, son, right? With my son. Like, That's this cool. is awesome. You know, you just drove 15 hours cross country to, you know, the big tourist destination of Lincoln, Nebraska That's to watch right. the World Cheat Trials. And his dad, his dad's name is Ron. Really nice guy. Oh, Ronald, huh? Uh, he carries this bag around. All right, a little bag, little duffel, not even a duffel bag. It's like a little bank bag. Is it like right? a fanny pack? Not a fanny pack, no. It's like a little, little, little bank bag. Like if you're going to make a deposit at a bank, you know, the, the money that Sperm you put in there. Sperm bank or regular bank? <laughs> Whatever one you want, Ben. All right, cool. Um, and what he keeps in it is Sharpies and memorabilia. And he is just on a mission to get autographs. He wants to meet wrestlers and get their autographs, and he loves it. And, like, I just... And it's something he does with his son. He, I Ronald was, I was, and yeah. his boy, Brian. That's sweet. It was touching. No, that's really touching, man. That's um, So, yeah, so the fans that are cool. there, super passionate, super knowledgeable, um, great time, great time all around. Not to mention the freaking wrestling. I, I've never seen anything like it. Oh, man. And it's one thing to watch it on TV through a stream or watching the videos after the fact, but it's another thing to watch it like live in person. Oh, yeah. Like, Atmosphere, It just right? doesn't do it justice. Yeah. yeah. No, so I got, you know, obviously, I unfortunately um, 
just because of some other priorities, not priorities, but obligations, I should say, because priority number one is wrestling to me. Priority number one is my wife. Priority number two is wrestling to me. Um, because of other obligations, we, like I said, we just bought a house and we're doing things of that nature. Um, I spent all weekend painting and I had to catch up on the stuff on the back end late at night while my wife was sleeping. But, um, you know, it was great wrestling, but I, I tell you what, I got to go. You it have just to. looked like such a great time. And you know me, I love the nightlife. I love to go out and I love to have some beers and talk wrestling afterwards. And it just seemed like that you can do that too. It just seems like a great time. Yeah, it was a f- fantastic time. And I'll tell you, you know, I was a little worried going out there by myself, to be honest. Because, um, you know, by nature, I'm pretty introverted. Um, I don't try to, I don't really get out of my comfort zone much. So going out there by myself, it forced me to kind of reach out. Um, get in touch with people or just kind of, you know, talk to people. You know, I had to find people to meet up with. Yeah, basically. definitely. Um, and it worked out really great for me. Um, I was fortunate enough to, uh, to, to, to meet up, you know, basically be the backpack of Gerard Garnett and Nick McGee from North Dakota State for the entire weekend. Um, they were super cool. They let, cool me, dudes. let me tag around with them. Oh, amazing guys. Look, look at the shirt I'm wearing. What does this shirt say? Yeah, you got an NDSU st- uh, wrestling shirt on. I am. I like it. Courtesy of Nick McGee. An NDSU. Hey Nick McGee, if you're listening, I, I wear a large, buddy. <laughs> um, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll meet you guys someday. Definitely, super cool dudes. Um, you know, fun to talk wrestling with, fun to hang out with. I, you know, it's just after spending all day in the arena watching some amazing wrestling, and then meeting up with those guys afterwards to go out, hang out, have beers. You know, just talk wrestling yeah. the entire time. It was no, wonderful. Look, there's nobody I'd rather take a wrestling trip with than you. Um, but I agree that like, there's something therapeutic about just being able to sit there. The love. <laughs> there is something therapeutic about just sitting there, literally, you know, not having my ear in your in your in your ear, or not having my mouth in your ear telling you this and that. But just to be able to watch. Wrestling. That's what I was doing, yeah. watching wrestling and tweeting, tweeting yeah. a lot on Twitter. Yeah, a baby. Lot. Um, and I'll tell you what, you know, another guy. Let me. I got. I, you go ahead and do your thing. I had the pleasure, you know, the, the other pleasure as well is meeting up with Alex Dean. Alex Dean is the basically the you know the editor of the Open Mat. Open Mat. He's the, okay. He is the Open Mat. Yeah, he is the Open Mat. And I don't know if people realize this, but the Open Mat has been putting out a ton of fantastic stuff probably for about the last six months at least for, that I've noticed. And I, I noticed it starting with um, – and personally because I started – you know, not following, but, you know, you, during, during NCAC, yeah, you NC- really started to hit – you know, start watching it again. Yeah, just I mean, articles every day. Every day, the stuff is phenomenal. Um, Alex is hustling, man. This boy is hustling because it's basically him doing the majority of this. I got to meet up with him a couple of nights. You know, we got to have dinner a couple of nights together and everything. And the man has such an infectious uh, passion for what he does and for the sport. Um, I felt very fortunate to get to meet up with him. Um, phenomenal guy. You know, very knowledgeable about the sport, and that's why you know, you know when I left. After you know meeting with him and talking to him, I realized that's why the content that's being put out by the Open Mat is yeah. so good. This guy is on top of it. I mean, man. he's a hundred percent hashtag grow wrestling. I mean, absolutely, he is. he is doing his thing. Let's be honest. So, um, yeah, I got to meet a lot of other great people. Um, had the fortunate, you know, the, the pleasure of getting punched in the gut by Kendrick Maple's sister. I survived that. That's Wait, what's going on? With- All right, hold on. <laughs> I know you told you told me a couple of the stories, but you didn't tell me that. What happened there? Um, before so, we get in, before we get into the brass tacks of everything, so, Kendrick Maple's sister punching the gut, which is because Steve beat her or what? No, this was Not, actually before. Okay, Steve didn't beat her. That let me take that back. Steve beat her brother. No, this was actually the night before. Like, um, so one, you know, one thing led to another. Um, out with Gerard and Nick, and uh, oh, looking, you're, you're first name basis with those dudes now, huh? Oh yeah, man. Of course, you know, you know. <laughs> I'm wearing I'm wearing a shirt. I got, no, you, I got no. you. But anyway, um. 
one of the guys they brought out with is uh, one of the uh, volunteer assistant coach for North Dakota State. His name's Chase Nelson. All right, Chase Nelson, I think, took third or fourth at the uh, World Team Trials for Greco. Yeah, I, I know his name. For he's sure. on the he's on the ladder. Um, funny dude, super funny dude. Um, but he's kind of like Where's Waldo? All right, they can never find him. All right, and they're always trying to track him down. <laughs> And apparently, you know, obviously he's got a history with uh, Kendrick Maple, um, Daniel DeShazer, because I think a good they're history both, or bad history? Good history. I think okay. him and DeShazer might have been uh, Nebraska Kearney boys. Okay, gotcha. Um, but anyway, so they're trying to find Chase, all right? And um, this night we're at the rail yard having a good time, having beers, and of course uh, run into Kendrick Maple's sisters. Uh, now, what's the rail yard? Jackie? Like a bar there? Yeah, it's like it's kind of like the ballpark village. Okay, um, nice. Like St. Louis, except it's open, it's outdoors. Um, great place, great place to hang out and drink beers and just kind of you know talk wrestling or whatever else you want to do. Um, so anyway, they meet up with with Kendrick Maple's sisters. There's two of them, Jackie and Lindsay. Are they twins? They're not twins. They're separated by a year apart. And now I realize why Maple is so tough because these girls are tough. Oh, they beat All right, up. They're feisty, feisty. <laughs> so, um. I was warned. I was warned that Jackie was very feisty. All right, it's feisty, aggressive, like the type I'm gonna kick your ass type of person. Okay. Um, whatever. So, one thing. Long story short, we ended up meeting up with uh, with Chase and Dan DeShazer um, at this other bar, and uh, everybody's kind of doing their thing, having a good time. I turned around, and Kendrick's sister Jackie is standing right behind me, and she turns around at the same time, and just out of the blue. Punches me as like as hard as she can right in the diaphragm. Why? And then she goes, "I'm feisty." <laughs> that was it. So she goes, "I'm feisty." <laughs> and this, as I was saying, what the? F- that was that for you yeah. know catching my breath. So she probably had a couple cocktails. I'm guessing. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Um, but anyway, his sisters are really cool, man. Had a good time conversing with them. Uh, <laughs> had the pleasure of meeting Dan DeShazer uh, that night as well. And I just kind of – dude, that dude is put you, together. He is short. He is stout, but he is put together. Face. It's funny you say that because I said uh, – I just looked at him and I said, um, have you smacked anybody tonight? You had to smack anybody? And I said, because I don't want you smacking me. And yeah. he just gave me the serious look, dead serious look. <laughs> and then he smiled. He was like, sometime they just need to be smacked. Oh, man. <laughs> So I had to laugh about that. That is um, kind of funny. Well, so, it sounds like good okay, times. So it, sounds, it sounds like the, um, you know, kind of the extracurriculars were a good time. But yeah, they the were wrestling? all good. The wrestling, fina- some wrestling, baby. wrestling was phenomenal. I mean, look, you probably watched some of the matches. I know you probably watched most of the championship yeah, matches. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, wrestling, I, I caught as much as I could. The wrestling was phenomenal start to finish. Um, I will say this about the juniors. Um, I thought juniors was pretty vanilla for the most part. There just wasn't a ton of unexpected, um, I think, you know, it, it was it was really cool to see you know Ohio boy David Carr uh, beat David or uh, Jared McLaren, former um, cadet champ, right? World champ, yeah. So you had a cadet world champ and a cadet bronze medalist meeting up in the quarterfinals yeah. in this tournament yeah. in the challenge series, which shows, shows some good depth. But David Carr then lost, right? In the he did. He ended up to, losing uh, to Brady Burry. Burry. Yeah. Um, he, he had that match. He made one mistake. Where's Burry going? Is he another Penn State guy? Yes, he is. Jesus. Yeah, he's one of those top five guys from 2018, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Um, I think, or yeah, yeah no, yeah. I know he's, I know he's, he's a household name, or is he coming in this year? I can't remember, but anyway, he made one mistake, lost the match to Bergy, but um, he was tight with him, huh? Oh yeah, I mean he was controlling the match Ooh. up until he made that mistake. We gotta get Car. Excuse me, when I said we Ohio State's gotta get Car. You know, I I don't know if you saw it, man, but I tweeted out. I said, hey, if David needs to borrow a my Ohio State wrestling hat this weekend right. to, to tell people something, 
I'm, ner- I'm, I'm up nervous here. that Penn State or Iowa State's going to win. But, uh, you know, that's for another podcast. Well, the impression I got from people was uh, it's the worst kept secret in the world right now about where David Carr's going. Going to so Ohio State. They think he's Ohio State. Maybe they're just playing him for a little bit of money, you know, like or he's he's not playing him, but he's business savvy. Like, trying to get mom a new yeah. car from Tom. Right. You know, what up, Tom? <laughs> hey, buy buy David's mom a new car. Uh, but as far as juniors goes, like I said, not a lot of surprises. You know what I um, noticed about juniors? It, when you say not a lot of surprises, uh, our juniors team was pretty much well set like our we have a good junior team mm-hmm. but they pretty much beat the heck out of you know their opponents you talking about the in the in the championship finals yeah, the championship yeah. finals. it's like there was a clear who was going to be who was going to be on the team so six i'm sorry all but one of the championship finals matches in the juniors um were decided in two matches yeah all right two oh um, the only one that wasn't was the austin gomez and mitch mckee finals match which was insane and i will tell you i think gomez got screwed I really do. I, I, I didn't see the match. You need to watch the match. He got. He was winning the match. Um, this is the third match. Um, he was winning the match. And I heard there was in the last minute, he got put on the shot clock. And I don't think it was warranted. I, mm. I think there's a lot of people that don't think it was warranted. And then, you know, Mitch McKee is not refing the match. He's just wrestling the match. And then McKee did what, it had, to, did what he had to do. Can't he won the McKee? match. No, you can't blame him. Um, and then all but one of the championship matches was, you know, won by a guy that was sitting in the finals. The yeah. only other, the only one that wasn't, we've talked about this, was Colin Moore. Um, it had Colin Moore gone out to Vegas, look, Colin Moore would have been sitting in the finals. Absolutely, he was clearly the best guy. He was clearly the best guy. He, he had, and he had no concerns about going to that challenge tournament. No, and which he, is why he would, you know, he could have probably. And he looked able, good, yeah, oh really good. God. But I will say this: he controls elbow or he controls in, inside ties. Better than anybody I know. Like he catches an arm mm-hmm. with a single leg better than anybody I've seen. His offense is so, so dynamic on his feet for a guy of that size. I mean, he's got so many different attacks that he can hit you with that he was overwhelming kids he in might that have, tournament. He might, and, 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 and I'm not being facetious, he might have about seven attacks that I see him hit on a consistent basis on his feet. Which is a ton. To his, see somebody hit on a consistent basis, seven attacks. He's got the boot scoot. He's got the carry. He's his got arm the drag, double. his arm drag inside, inside trip drag. to either a high high C inside to a double. Trip. Yeah. Oh, yeah, or the arm. Yeah, so he hits that arm drag two different ways, right? Yes. He hits it to an inside inside drag trip, or also hit an arm drag to like a high crotch. Correct. God. It's amazing. And then he hits it off a boot scoot, too. Like, he sets it up with a boot scoot. He'll mm-hmm. boot scoot. He doesn't get it. The guy puts his hands right on him and immediately drags it. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. And his pace at that size, I, I, I think, is probably his biggest biggest advantage for him. He's, he just doesn't stop. I will tell you this, though. For freestyle, um, he's, still, he's still extremely raw. I, I noticed once he w- was I'm taking guys down, when he got the takedown and he was on, you know, trying to get a turn, his his – you know his leg laces were pretty loose. He wasn't getting a ton of those. Just a lot of stuff he needs to clean up. But he's going to have some great coaching going into the World Championships. Um, he's still young. I'm um, so glad I'm, you said. I'm that. I'm not sure if he medals or not. I got to see who he's going to be competing against. Um, he's he got might, he's got a great chance to. He, yeah, I, I mean, I think you know, you know, granted he went with Cox right in a, in a dual meet and full Correct. style. So it's hard to it's hard to make the, it's it's hard to make that translation in terms of making a determination who's going to medal or not. But one thing he still is doing, which, which is concerning me a little bit, is that his body awareness might not be the best. He puts himself in positions that might... That he, I, I'm not sure he understands necessarily that he's putting himself in a bad position. He did that in folk. He does that still a little bit in free, which I think just shows that he's still a little green, right? Agreed. I totally agree. I mean, the, the guy is still raw, which shows me... Which, which is scary. That's, oh, sc- so that's scary. scary because his ceiling has not even been set yet. 
Not even close. Not even close to being set yet. I, I think I think on a senior level, maybe in you know three years or so, it's gonna be he's gonna be dangerous. Man. Here's a guy. I mean, we've I mean, we've said this before, but and I don't want to spend too much too much time sure. on this, but, but he won one it. state title at a you know in a lower division in Ohio. He went to Ohio State, redshirted, was able to make the junior world team. Yep. Didn't do anything at junior worlds. Okay. And then came out his true his redshirt freshman year and took third in the country. Lost to two people. Lost to two people. Far and Cox. Correct. And Far basically. And he beat Far once. Yeah, and I think Far just is. I think Colin Moore's gonna have a way better career than Far did. No offense to Far. I agree. And then with he that. lost to Cox in a close match. Right. Um, so yeah, his again his ceiling is hasn't even been set yet, which is super scary, especially at that size. Yeah. At that weight. Um, we got a good junior team. We do. I, we got a great Dayton junior fix, team. Dayton fix Mark Hall. Um, Fix is an animal. Mark Hall, amazing. Fix is an Fix is, I tell you what, now that he didn't sign with Ohio State, I, I'm thinking he should just go international and say, screw. Screw going to Oklahoma State. I mean, I would love to see that happen as an Ohio that State dude, fan. Because he's better at freestyle than he is full. And who's the guy, um, 45 to 55 kilo guy, Mark? Uh, Malik Heinzelman. Malik. Sorry, yeah, that's an Ohio State, he's an Ohio State recruit. recruit. He, look, he looked pretty good, too. He, he did. Um, he, you know, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Johnny DeJulius, though, the way he wrestles. I would disagree. I disagree with that. Okay, okay. He, he loves to carry. You know, he puts himself in that carry position a lot. I, he didn't look great in the first match of the two out of three, I think, obviously, because he, I, don't, I, I just don't think he was warmed up for it, maybe. When you sit, it is tough, yeah. But he, he, he looked pretty good after that. He had a pretty game opponent. Um, you know, it was still one, two matches to zero. Yeah, the younger dude is going to Missouri. Oh, is that where yeah. uh, Severado's going? Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't realize that. Um, he's gonna have to grow if he if he wants to be a legit twenty five pounder in college. He's got to got got to put some size on. I heard him. he's going one twenty next year. So he wrestled one ten this weekend. Remember, you can take that with a grain of salt when you're talking about the day before weigh mm-hmm. Um, look, Mark Hall looked incredible. Ryan Deacon, all right, sixty six kilograms was an absolute meat grinder of a weight class. Now, Deacon had the pleasure of sitting in the final, sitting to the finals, okay, because he won, he won Vegas. Um, you know, Deacon's a guy that redshirted for Northwestern. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Deacon is huge. He was huge, but he was so good in the finals over Berge. Um, won two zero, two matches to zero. Now he wrestled Lugo in the Oh, he wrestled Lugo. I'm Lugo. sorry. Lugo, Lugo beat yeah, Lugo beat Berge. You're right. I, yeah. I apologize. Um But he beat the hell out of Lugo. He did. I mean nine two, ten oh. Lugo had nothing for him. His reach his size, his length, I mean, was just too much for Lugo. And um, while we're talking about Lugo, let me tell you this. Everybody's wondering, you know, where Lugo's going. He's going to Iowa. He's going to Iowa. And I heard he couldn't get in, is what they said on IA, wrestle. Well, I don't know. This is what I'll tell you. I It's always been my opinion, at least my opinion, that Iowa is very close to their inner circle. They don't reach out of their inner, inner circle very much, okay? And what I'm saying is, is you don't see Iowa guys coaching guys that aren't from Iowa. Lugo yeah. had his dad, and I would assume his brother in his corner, and in every match there was an Iowa coach close by, giving guidance from behind. All right, all right. And in between matches, Lugo was always sitting next to Madonna. So you're thinking, okay, you're always thinking, sitting next to Madonna. That's a weird. That's a weird. Now we're getting way off topic, but that's a, that's a weird transfer to me. But hey, I don't whatever. know why he's leaving Edinburgh. But if he does, I mean, I would say the best place for him is probably Iowa. They'll redshirt him a year, let Sorensen finish it out, and he slots in fine at 49. So, so uh, when, when's the announcement that uh, Ohio State's getting McKenna? I don't know, but um, I was told. This is what I was told this weekend. Um, it it is a guaranteed he is transferring from Stanford. It's not a matter of if; it's a matter of where. 
Um, he's taken his two visits. His two visits have been to Penn State and Ohio State. And we know that he was at Ohio State this past week, and he's extremely close with Kyle Snyder. So take it for what it's worth. Um, I like I, the sound of that. And I, and still, I don't know any of this. You're telling, this, is first, this is the first I've heard of this. So. I still think Lehigh makes a lot of sense. I don't think Penn State makes a lot of sense. I think Lehigh makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, when he uh, deferred a year before he went to Stanford, he was wrestling at the Lehigh Valley mm-hmm. Wrestling mm-hmm. Club. Um, he would slot in fine at any weight there. But you also know that um, Ohio State was his second choice when he, when he chose Stanford. I did not realize that. Yeah. Um, here's my concern. Um, I think that everybody expects that, oh, if he goes to Ohio State, put him at 49, Micah can jump up to 47. Um, this tells me that I don't think Keyshawn Hayes is maybe fully recovered. Well, but what about, wouldn't he have to redshirt anyways? Nope. How's he getting, so Borelli's releasing him? Well, who knows? I don't know. That's crazy. I can't imagine he's going to get a release. I thought he would have to redshirt, because he hasn't redshirted yet. No, he has not. So, he has I, not. I'm, so I don't know how it's going to play out, but that's just what I was kind of told this weekend by people pretty close to the uh, the Stanford program. Okay. Um, well, you want to dig into? I do. I want. I want to make one comment though about Go Gable ahead. Stevenson. The oh, dude's, the dude's not human. Yeah, he is not human. <laughs> He's a monster. He is amazing. Keep in mind that he is a two-time Cadet World Champ. He was only wrestling juniors. He's still cadet aged because he didn't want to really? pull the weight. He didn't. He did not want to pull the weight but to go to still the cadet, cadet weight. Cadet age? Yes. He's gonna be a senior next year. He's gonna be a junior. No, he's gonna be a senior. Is he gonna be a senior? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because he was a junior this yeah, year. Yeah. Yeah. I was told. I was told he's still cadet aged and that he only wrestled juniors because he didn't want to pull the weight to the cadet. He didn't want to cut that weight. Um, well, what, what, is, what else do you have to prove? He won already. He already won it twice. And after watching him wrestle, I firmly believe that if he was to wrestle on the senior level, um, he, he, he's top six or seven guy on our ladder. Yeah, and, and I think he's probably even better than that. You think honest. so? The, the dude's he's amazing. Got, the dude has um, offense that typical heavyweights don't have. He was, he was hitting duck unders, um, high crotches, yeah. sweet oh, yeah. high crotches. He's got great, he's got great offense from his feet. Knee picks. I mean, just it was phenomenal. That guy is amazing. I and think he's probably top four. To be honest with you, but you know who knows? Maybe I'm just who knows? High on, I'm high on him. You know, if you look at the top three on the senior level right now, it's Gozowski, um, Don Bradley. Who I'm going to talk about him in a bit. Um, and Tony Nelson was the top sure. three. Sure. Tony Nelson took third, and, and then, then you, you got know, guys you like go Ray, Ray. Yeah. Bobby Telford, those guys who've been around the block. And a I little think bit. Gable can probably go with. The only person I think Gable might not be able to go with is uh, is, is, is maybe Gwiz, just because Gwiz has similar you know ability for offense on his feet. Um, so yeah, so uh, juniors was a great time. Um, not as many fans there. I think they missed out on some good some good wrestling. But oh my gosh, that's what it is. Great wrestling, I'm sure. Yeah. Now seniors, on the other hand, absolutely nuts, start to finish. And you know what I think is cool? When you brought this up a little bit earlier, was that the tournaments wrestled in one day, so you get to see the storyline play out. Now I get it. You know the build of the storyline isn't as great for, you know, media and things of that nature. But hey, you're like I don't got to wait to see who's going to win this. So that's kind of neat. Yeah, that was I mean, yeah, that was one of the things I loved about it. Um look, there was so much that happened in the challenge tourney that I was not expecting. There was a lot of things I was expecting. There was so many Think of the storylines going into this tournament. Dake and Jake, Dake and Burroughs. Oh yeah. Right, storyline. David Taylor and Jaden Cox. Oh yeah. Big storyline. The trash talk, Ramos, know, Ramos, Gilman. Gilman, and you got Gilman talking all that smack in a loaded fifty-seven kilogram sure. bracket. Okay, well then you also got what else you got? You got uh, Jo. Yeah, you got the Jo not being there. Molinero getting a sit to the finals. Vat deferred. I mean, there's some, there, there was, was there was so much going on, and from the very get go, 
there was just some results that I'm like, I'm not, ex- I wasn't expecting this. Like, you're talking if about somebody, Garrett. If somebody baby. would have told me that Garrett was going to go 0 and 2 as the two seed, I would have been like, you're crazy. And you and I, look, I've told you this before. We probably said this on the podcast before. When Garrett came out of college, when he was done, I thought he was the future at that weight class. He's cut too much weight. I don't, look, I said this to some people out there. I don't think he should have ever left Cornell to go to Arizona yep. State. You said it on the pod. You know, my thing is, is he was wrestling so well when he was out at Cornell. If it's not broke, why, why was he not to unt- fix it? He was untouchable his senior year. He, he was. He had one close match, and that was um, against Brewer, you know, when he got tossed kind of out of bounds. And then after that, he pinned him in like 28 seconds in the semis. And I don't want to hear about weight cut because Thomas Gilman looks enormous at 57 kilograms. Gilman looks stupid big. Cody Brewer and Kendrick Maple. Kendrick Maple. At a, at sixty one kilograms after wrestling one forty nine as a senior looks freaking huge. He got skinny ankles though. No, you know how ankle bones weigh a lot. Of, weigh a lot. No, of ankle bones. That boy is big, so I don't want to hear the weight cut. Something's not You're clicking right. for him. You know, maybe. Well, look at it. Who, who's out there. Him, Ed Ruth is no longer. Or Ed Ruth went out there no longer. J O J O. I mean, I mean, look, you got Zeke, Pendleton. I mean, it, what happened, J O? Zahid. What's what's the word on J O? I mean, J O tweeted some stuff. Well, basically, it was this. I mean, Flo, Flo put this out. He got popped for a stimulant. Mm-hmm. Um, he got popped for a stimulant. I don't know what it is. Is um, he saying he didn't know that? He, he's saying the truth will come out. Um, it wasn't what intentional. What the hell does that mean? Um, my comment, and it, let me preface it with this, is like, look, I hope for the sake of J.O. and for the sake of you know United States wrestling, I hope that it wasn't something intentional. But I have never heard an athlete get popped for something and then come out and say, you know what, you're right. I messed up. You caught me. Lance Armstrong didn't do that. <laughs> and, you know, he's, depending on what it was and depending on what happens, I heard he could be facing a two-year ban. Oh. Obi Blanc style. Obi Blanc style. Okay. Okay. So that, that that's some precedent there. But you know what? You're right. There, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. But I tell you what, something that impressed me more than anything was that run that Thomas Gilman put on in that challenge tournament. Without a doubt. And to oh, me, my goodness. He, he had to start off wrestling the last guy he lost to. I could not agree with you more. And no matter what, look, you got the Dake Burrows, you got the Cox and Taylor, you know, James Green's looking phenomenal. You got Logan. I'm loving We're going to talk. You got Rutherford. We're going to talk about all that. But if somebody was to tell, ask me, what was the story of the tournament, in my opinion? The story of the tournament is Thomas Gilman. A, if I'm not mistaken, he's the first person ever to win the last chance qualifier and win a start on the world team. All right, he because he didn't qualify through the um, the team trials. No, he had to go to the last chance qualifier or the open. Excuse me, he yeah. didn't wrestle in the open. Yeah, that's what I mean. He didn't qualify. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, he had a pigtail to start the day out. A pigtail against the national returning national champion that beat him. Last Gary guy to beat him. Last guy to beat him. He dominated. Dominated. I know, man. And it wasn't it wasn't even close. After that, he's got to go in and face the number one seed. Tyler Graff. And Tyler Graff on the freestyle circuit Savvy. is legit. Well, he's a finalist in NCAA, too. It's not like he's yeah. a slouch. I mean, I mean, Ramos got him then, but yeah. Yeah, but the dude can wrestle. <laughs> no, the dude no tech about NATO it. last time they wrestled before NATO you know, beat him this time. Absolutely. So he knocks off the number one seed, Tyler Graff. And then who's he got to face? He's got to face one of the hottest guys at 57 kilograms in the last two the years. The dude that beat him in, to win a title. Nico Megalutis. Yeah. And what does he do? He, dude... He didn't even he he didn't just spank him. He took him out to the woodshed and took two paddles out and and, be, and clobbered him. And Nico's the second to last guy he lost to, right? Because he lost to Nico in the finals. Yes, two yeah. years ago. Yes, you're at, you're right. Absolutely correct. So he had to go through the, the last two dudes he lost to and Tyler Graff. 
just to have the pleasure to face a very game and beastly Tomasello. Mm-hmm. And Tell me a little bit about that match because I didn't get to see it. Look, man, I'm an Ohio State fan. Look, we're Ohio State fans. I'm, a, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we tell it how it is. Yeah. Okay. Tomasello looked really good for three and a half minutes of that match. Okay. Tomasello had the lead, and he was content sitting back with criteria. I think you with can't criteria. Do that and you can't do that against Thomas Gilman no. because Thomas Gilman does not stop. He's got great offense. What a great hand fighter, too. And if he's not attacking you, he's pushing you all over the mat. And Tomasello set back, and he—I'm he, 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 sorry, man. That man, Gilman deserved to win that match. Sure. No matter, and he did win that match. But, you know, ultimately, uh, Gilman was able to pull out a takedown at the end to win the match. And that was it. Tomasello had a nice tournament, though. He you did. Know, he ended up taking third, making the, making the, know, national, making team. the national team. Uh, beaten Waters, who's who's very tough. Avenged his loss against Graf for true third. Yep. Beat Pirelli, um, who he had a close one with at the Open. So, you know, Tomasello had a nice had a nice tournament. He's look, there's gonna be a lot to be written before Tomasello's career is done. And I'm not trying I'm not just anointing Gilman, the king of fifty seven kilograms for the next four years. Um but so far so good for Gilman. He yeah. goes and he just And then he then Ramos had nothing for so him. So let's talk about that Ramos match a little bit. <clears throat> so I, I watched both of those matches today again. Um, I watched them the other night. I didn't get to watch them live. Mm-hmm. I tell you one thing. Thomas Gilman controlled Ramos all over the match. All over the place. He pushed the pace. He out-hand fought him Did you so see what well. he was controlling him with? An underhook. Underhook. Yeah, he was using that underhook right or left left side for him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ramos was right side. Big pop to the head, underhook, walking him. Now, Gilman's taller than Ramos, mm-hmm. so he was jacking Ramos up, walking around. And Ramos doesn't look that big at 57 kilograms. Ramos looks like a guy that, if they drop that weight class to 55, Ramos looked like a guy that could make that 55 kilograms. He, 33, he looks so much more sucked out than he did when he was at 33. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. I'll tell you what, though. But yeah, I bet you Gilman could probably make that weight, too. He's one of those guys that the weight cut just doesn't seem to affect him. Weight just yeah, doesn't seem to affect point, him. Yeah, that's a good point, but he, he cut all year. He looked huge. He cut all year. But it, he never missed a match, cutting all year to make for 25. I get what you're saying, Ben, but don't forget, they're going to day of weigh-ins. It's going to make a huge difference. People, yeah. can't, under, people can't undervalue the difference that that's going to make. Now, there's no guarantee that they're going to win 55 kilograms, but I think the writing's on the wall. Yeah. But anyway, so um, Gilman just dominated the hand fighting. And where he won it was not just hand fighting. Ramos's offense isn't that great. He's got some decent reattacks, right? Mm-hmm. Ramos is a good reattacker. Mm-hmm. But he, if you saw him try to get on Gilman's legs, it was almost telegraphed. When he was shooting. Now, the times that he did get on Gilman's legs were after kind of a reattack situation. Gilman scored from both sides on um, shots. I think they were both head sides, to be honest singles. with you. Yeah, yeah. singles. Um, but I'll tell you what. He, he just got in on the legs. He's so long. He's so scrappy. He, he's our best guy at this weight. Um, I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. Um, I will... Being there live, you kind of get to see up close. You, you really get to see the um, the demeanor of the wrestlers um, as the match is getting ready to take place, um, both matches in this case. Um, and it looked to me, Gilman knew. Gilman knew it. He knew Did he, he was, really? He knew he was going to win, win this, and I didn't get that impression from Ramos. Um, even navigating that gauntlet of a challenge tourney that he went through, he was flying high was on, on confidence. I mean, he he didn't have a tougher challenge. Nobody nobody had a tougher challenge tournament than him. I would agree with that. And he knew 
from the first time, you know, from the first moment he stepped up on that stage for the first match against Ramos, he knew that he was going to be the world team member. You could see it. He never won an NCAA title, man. That's crazy. You know what? Okay. Go out, go out and win a world title. I well, will tell you this. Yeah, I'm not sure how. <clears throat> go ahead. Go ahead. I will say this. Look, who knows whether he's going to medal or whether he's going to win. I don't know. Um, the display of sportsmanship after that match by Ramos, particularly, um, was extremely, um, for lack of better terms, refreshing, refreshing, touching, watching it happen. And getting to watch Ramos' interview about what he told Gilman and everything. What did he say to him? Because I didn't see that interview. He basically, you know, I think CP, Christian Piles interviewed him and he basically told him, look, hey, I don't know what the problem is with me and you. I've never had a problem with you. You're like a brother to me. We train together. My problem was never with you. And go out there. You win a world title. You'll forget all about never winning a national title. Mm. It's a, some pretty deep stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and it was really cool to see it go down. So, you know, it was nice to see that. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of history there, a lot of blood there between Ramos, the Iowa program, as everybody knows. Um, but didn't end po- it didn't end well at the time. No, but ultimately, Gilman's the man. He earned it. And I tell you what, Ramos makes a really good point. That, you know what? He didn't win an NCAA title, but that might fuel him. That might fuel Gilman because let's be honest, Gilman had all the talent to win an NCAA title, so he didn't get the medal. But and it doesn't mean that he wasn't good enough to do it. One of the wrestlers that looked the best this weekend, James Green, never won an NCAA title either. That's right. And look what he's done. Okay. So, yeah. So, that's it, man. 57 kilograms. Thomas Gilman is the man. Uh, And and this is not trying – look, this is not being dickish or anything at all. Um, I don't have huge high hopes for a medal of 57, but you know what? I think Gilman's only going to grow as a freestyle wrestler. And he did win a uh, junior bronze, right? He did. Look, Gilman is pretty savvy. He's pretty good in, in the freestyle game. And if there's one thing that I don't think anybody in the world is going to be able to match, it's his pace. And he's comfortable wrestling from behind. Sure. In and my he, opinion. Yeah. No, Look he, what he did against Tomasello. Yep. That's how he won it. And he's a great hand fighter, which is uh, – to be able to hold position in hand fight is very key in international wrestling. And not only can he hold position, but he dictates position. At least against Ramos, who is a two-time world team member. And um, he dictated the positions. In that match, and that's what won in the match. So, I'm 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 pumped that he made it, you know. And uh, we'll see, we'll yeah, see, we'll see what I'm, happens. I don't man. know. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, 61 kilograms probably went about My as boy about, Logie, baby, about as you could expect. Um, Logan Steber, dude. I mean, he, Logan's bad. He's a bad I wasn't dude. expecting a nine eight first round though. And this is what happened. Yeah, Logan I, yeah. took. Nothing but straight on shots against Maple that first match, and Maple's length and size allowed him to counter those did he shots. Go over, did he go over to the ankles and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, he was countering those shots. Logan found himself in a six-zero hole um, in the first period of the first match, um, but was immediately able to get uh, maybe a takedown and a turn, something like that. Sure. I think I think it went into the second period six to four. Okay, and after that. Logan made some adjustments, picked it up, ended up winning nine to eight. Came out the second match, and it was all Logan, all, yeah, Logan. It was all Logan. I mean, it was. I think it was ten to nothing. I saw. No, it was. I saw that one. I didn't see the first one. Yeah. And and for it's funny. I didn't. I, I went back and watched a bunch of matches so we could talk about them today. And I didn't watch the first Steeper Maple one, but I did end up watching this. You know, I saw the second one live. So, I mean, what he, more can you say about Logan? And the thing that's great. Medal. The thing that's medal. great about Logan Steeper. This is what I love about him is that. Whether he's up eight to nothing or down six to nothing, his demeanor on that mat doesn't change. He doesn't care. 
He doesn't care. Being down six to nothing, he was not uncomfortable. He was not panicking. He just kept at his game, made some adjustments, and he won. Ended up, you know, winning that match, and then win, you know, winning the next one to win the series two zero. And that's exactly how he won his world championship. Well, he won his world championship by just not panicking and scoring at the end of you know scoring at the end of matches. Exactly. And you know, with him, he says, "Look, all right. Even if I lose this match, even if I drop this match, I got two more, and I want to wear this dude out." You know, so even if he would have lost the first one, um, Logan's our best guy. And no, no offense to Kendrick, Lindsay, and uh, what's the other sister name? You said it earlier. Oh, Jackie. Jackie. No, no offense to the lady that punched you in the gut. Dude, no. she, she's, I, I can't underestimate how hard she punched me in the diaphragm. I like that she just said, and I'm feisty. <laughs> she was like, I'm feisty. But no, Logan's our guy. Um, you know, and, and I'd love, look, he's got as good a shot. He's got better than as good a shot as anybody to win a world title. But he's also can, he's also prone to dropping a match. Um, I love our representative there. And I think that we're going to get a medal out of that. And I, if I had, if I was a betting man, I'd think it's gold. Um, I'm not. 100% confident it's gold. Um, I do believe we medal there. Um, I think that he's going to have to shore up some stuff out there. He can't – look, you can't continue to to wrestle or you can't continue to come behind – Come from behind in every match and to win gold medals. You just can't. Not the way the way he wrestles. You're you're right, man. You know, he can he win in gold? Yes. Do I want him to win gold? Yes. Am I? Well, we know as, we can win. Am it. I as confident about him winning gold as I am some of the other guys? No. Sure. No, and okay. I agree with you. But at the same time, before he won gold um, last year in the non Olympic World Team Trials, we were thinking he'd medal, but we, there was no guarantee with gold. And I think we're going into this team Worlds in Paris the same way. We think he's definitely probably got a. I mean, he's he's. Odds on favorite to medal, but you know, is he going to win it? I don't know. It depends on the day. Yeah. And, and one last thing, hey Jackie, you may have punched me in the gut, but I was wearing my Ohio State wrestling hat when you did it. Oh, and we got the final redemption. I O. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, um, I'll tell you what. If you want to get on a sixty-five, let's get on a sixty-five because that shit was nuts. You know. With the whole thing with J.O. and the Molinero moving up, the challenge tourney got a little watered down a little bit. It, was, it, it wasn't the most brutal challenge tourney. Um, I mean, but I will say this. Luttrell in the final. Right. I, I, I will say this. He teched everybody. He gave up two points in the challenge tourney. Ironman. And that was to Ironman. Um, we've talked about this before. Is it Zane's time? Look, I said re- no last time. Re- regardless of what happens, if J.O. wins his appeal, um, I, I do. I think it is Zane's time. Oh, Zane Rutherford's going to beat saw... the hell out of jail if they wrestle. Zane, well, let's not go that far. Let's not go that far. I respect your opinion, but I'm not willing to go that far. What I saw from Zane in that best two out of three against Molinero, a very game Molinero, a very savvy, experienced Molinero, if there's one thing that Zane... Zane has amazing offense. All I'm right? scared of Zane Rutherford. He has amazing offense, but he is another guy where he has a pace... He wrestles the same pace in the fifth minute of the third match that he does in the first minute of the very first match. He went through a challenge tournament, like you just said. Yes. And yet, and yet he still looked like he was just in just as good a shape, if not better shape, than Molinero. And Molinero and is in, in great shape. shape. He's, a yeah, he's in shape. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not taking anything away from Molinero. That dude battled. I just don't think he has the physical... Not physical Don't say tools, physical. Not physical tools. I don't think he has the wrestling tools... In terms of technique, um, to consistently beat a guy like Zane Rutherford, who not only has one of the best paces we've ever seen, he's a great he's hand fighter the, too. Oh, 
dude, I mean, amazing. That's, that's the, that goes without saying. But he's also his technique is flawless. Yes, agreed. And it's not like he's like a, it's almost like okay. So let's think about Steber, right? Mm-hmm. Who's got a great pace? Who's a gunslinger and who's got really good technique? But you know, he takes some funky stuff and turns turns shit into gold sometimes with those dive shots, right? Yeah, I agree with you that. You know what I'm saying? Zane is just a technical technical guru, you know. But at the same time, will throw fists with you. Those two. That was, Those a fight. Two, that was a street fight. It was an absolute brawl. Those two left nothing on the mat. And it wasn't a brawl. It wasn't like a like a spiteful brawl. Like like I like I could see Tony Ramos and Thomas Gilman being. It was a brawl that these two guys both wanted that spot so bad. So bad. And I'm willing to go through hell to get it. And unfortunately, or fortunately, I'll say fortunately, uh, for Zane, Zane just happened to be the better guy that day. And I don't know what happens with the weight changes and who goes where, but if things were to stay the way they are now with the same guys, I'm not sure Zane gets knocked off. No, and I think Zane can actually, if, if weights do change, I think he can go down a couple, maybe a kilo or two. Um, I don't. I wouldn't see him going to 60. No, 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 no. But I mean, let's say the weights change to like uh, 63 or something. Well, I've heard what I've heard is what that they're going to go by five, 55, 60, 65. Well, then he's going to say 65, and then they're going to add a couple of weights in up at top. Well, that's stupid. But either way, if they, if they, if they say sixty five, he's the man. If, look, Unless now Logan did say if they go sixty sixty five, Logan did say he was going to go up. So I got to take that he ain't into consideration. Go 60? Sixty. That's what he said. That's two point two four pounds. I tell you what. Day of weigh-ins. Oh, it's day of. Day of weigh-ins, Ben. How many times have I got to say it, brother? I don't know if Steve or Beans Bradford right now. Did I just say that as an Ohio State fan? Let's not go that far, homie. God dang it. This is not. Rutherford's a freaking beast. Dude. Go work for Black Shoe Diaries. Oh, God. Rutherford is. <laughs> Maybe I'm just got. I got that picture of him flexing with the dude, blood Dude, with the blood out. running down his face. I think Tony Rotundo took that picture. That Shout is out a, to Tony Rotundo. That man. is an amazing picture. That. Like, I'm not serious. I tweeted out that if this picture does not get you geeked about wrestling, I saw it. I'm sitting on the plane ready to take off, and I was about to blast double the flight attendant. Yeah, well. It would have been bad news Yeah, for me. you probably would have got it. If it would have had to evacuate the planes, everybody else would have been pissed <laughs> off at you. You would have been arrested. They would have thought you were some Irish terrorist or something. I would have been put on a do not fly list. Yeah. Anyway. You probably need to be in um, Zane's the man, and I actually think Zane has a pretty legit shot at meddling. I agree. You know, he was a cadet champ. Yep, he sure was. Um, so he's got some freestyle uh, moxie. Talk to me about what we saw with those matches. Because um, I saw a Zane Rutherford where he could – Molinero gets a lot of wins based on his ability to hand fight and hold position. And then he hits one of those big high crotches to a, to a, um, a four-point move. That's how he beat Steber, right, to make the Olympic team. <laughs> you know, Molinero won the first match. Okay, he won the first match. No, I get that. And – it was very close. I think the score was 7-6. to six. It was. Um, it, and it was kind of a back-and-forth match. It was one of those matches where Zane could have won that match, okay, obviously. I think This is Zane, one where I watched all three. Zane made adjustments for the next match. Shut him out in the second, ma- second, in the, in the second match. I believe it was 6 to nothing. And then in the third period, just rode that momentum. I think Zane made the third adjustments. And, yeah, in the third match. Zane made the adjustments and was able to get to his offense, and Molinero could not break through Zane's hand-fighting and defense. And here's where I, I agree with you, but I think, the, I, I think we're missing one key aspect of that. I think I know what you're going to say. I, well, I don't know if you do, because I think the key aspect of it is the fact that Molinero is a brawler, 
who's got a limited offense, which is a, a double leg and a lefty high crotch. And if you shut that down, there's not much else Molinaro can do besides going for a head pinch. That, and that's what I yep. that's what I was thinking Zane as well. Zane Rutherford has multitude of offense. He doesn't get enough credit for how good his offense is. He was able to get on single legs to take Molinaro down that he did all three matches. So Molinaro, it's not, I, I'm not sure if it's he didn't make adjustments or Zane's offense was just that good. It's just, it's just that good. He is, he is the best folk-style wrestler in the country right now, him and Nolf. And he is the second-best freestyle wrestler in the country that's still in college is what I'm trying to say. The only person that's better than him that's still in college is Kyle Snyder, freestyle-wise. Obviously. You yeah. know, but he's he's an amazing wrestler. He, I mean, you're right. What do, what do you want me to take? What Look, do you want me to say? You're you're absolutely correct. Look, Molinero is fantastic. He's built like a brick shit house. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he, limited. He's got great high crotch, great double, and if he high crotch or doubles you to your back, he's going to score big points. Four points at least. He may be able to high crotch Zane. He may be able to double Zane, but I don't think he's take, doing that to Zane's back. All right, at least and Zane's not consistently, very and not consistently. So I totally agree with you there. Um, I think it's Zane's time, man. I think we got the best representative, regardless of J.O. And remember, and, and look, this is me and Crow, because when we originally talked, I said that it wasn't his time. I said it was Molinero's. And you said you, you like Zane. I thought it was Zane's time. But this was, this was back before the Open. Correct. And I then did. I ended up, you know, he ended up losing to um, um, J.O. J.O. On that random. The, the, the whole throw sequence, all that kind of stuff. Which actually I still stuff. think was yeah. scored correctly. I think it was scored correctly. Look, I, and I've said this before. I said this Zane's in one of our last podcasts. J.O.'s offense translates so well to the international style. Um, but Zane, from an all-around perspective, offense, defense, turning dudes on top. I, I He's got some he, great parterre offense. Oh, God. He, yeah. he hurts my back just talking to him. Yeah, he hurts. He, he, I, look, no more Zane train. It's Zane pain. Look. Penn State, I hate him more than anybody in the world, uh, which is not true. But I tell you what, that Duke is scrap. And I think we're going to get a medal. At 60. I, I texted you and Frank afterwards. We're mm-hmm. getting a medal at 65. I think we are. This year. I think we are. Um, let me, let's, let's talk about 70 kilograms. Do we have a representative there? Because, I mean, we do. It, it seems to be completely overshadowed all the time. Exactly. I think our representative at 70 kilograms may be one of the most underappreciated, overshadowed. Guy, guys in the country right now. But Duke can't even win James an NCAA Crane. title. Oh, he's a bum. Just a bum. Just a bum that no, uh, has that, won a world medal. That yeah, uh, remember everybody forgets that he was a senior bronze two years ago. Yeah, and he wrestled a very, very, very game Jimmy Kennedy, who is a phenomenal freestyle wrestler who has given that guys like Logan Steber. I mean, how many times has he given Logan Steber fits? He's beaten Logan Steber every time they wrestled. Exactly. And James Green went out there and 6-0 first match, 8-5 second match, swept him two out of three. And Kennedy's a really good ladder guy for us because that guy can just brawl. I think Kennedy may hang it up. (laughs) That's too bad. I had the pleasure of talking to his dad. Okay. And he thinks that, that, you know, he thinks that, you know, obviously they're going to go back and examine things. Sure. Um but he's 28 years old, going on 29. Yeah. We're not breaking know. stories here, but just kind of no, just what no. you heard. He just, I, no, his, his dad, it, I didn't realize it was his dad. His dad had this awesome shirt on. It said, Jimmy Kennedy for Prez or whatever. Jimmy Kennedy for Rio 2016. It looked nice. like one of those, like, D's Nuts for President shirts or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I went as D's Nuts as a Halloween costume once. I know you did. Anyways, go ahead. Anyway, um, but, you know, 
met him out after Saturday night. Had the pleasure of chat, chat, chit chatting with him for a little bit um, about everything. And I asked him, you know, I said, you know, what's what's he thinking? And he says, you know, that there's a good chance that he may hang it up. You know, he's not getting any younger. Now he's in Michigan, right? Cliff King Wrestling Club. Uh, I, I believe. I think he Cliff Clean. He was representing New York Athletic, yeah, athletic but, Club. Yeah, but I think he trains out of uh, trains out of uh, uh, Michigan. Cliff Keen, I believe so. And bottom line is. Um, I think Robat was in his corner, yep. if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Now, he's, Taylor's married to his sister. Did you know that? That is correct. That is correct. Um, so, and, and probably one of the deepest challenge tournament weight classes was 70 kilograms, in my opinion. The the parody of it is, is certainly there, right? You got a Jason Knopf, you got a Pan, uh, Pantaleo. Is it Pantaleo or Pantaleo? I say that every time. I call him Pantaleo, but... You have two of the most underappreciated wrestlers How about in the country Kulchitsky? with Chase Pammy and Nazar Kolchitsky. Those guys are amazing. And Nazar Kolchitsky is such – I feel so bad for him. I would love to see him on a team sometime. And God, he can't beat Pammy, can he? He no, beat he Pammy. Pammy. He beat Pammy. He oh, made the finals, and he lost to Kennedy. He got shut out. But Kolchitsky is the guy that wrestled Jay Green in the finals of the Open, right? I. Yes. I think yes, right. I believe so. Um, look, Jimmy Kennedy went through that. He had to face Dylan Ness, shut him out 11 to nothing. He, Who's he, the worst guy in the bracket? Dylan Ness, right? Yeah, right. You know, well, the the, the worst yeah. guy in the bracket. You know, then he takes on Jason Nolf, who uh, is probably one of the most dangerous guys you're ever going to wrestle in People any style. for him to win it. And, Remember, and, he almost beat Green. He came back from a, a real hole. Preaching. Preach to me, brother. I, I, dude, Nolf's, Nolf's pretty good. Nolf made the team. He made the team. He ended yeah. Up, yeah, he t- ended up t- uh, taking third to, to, to get on that Beat team. Chase Pammy 8-0. Yeah. And Chase Pammy is legit. Um, so, you know, Kennedy sneaks past Nolf 8-6. Oh, excuse six. me. Pa- uh, Pantaleo is the worst guy. Ness beat him. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm making that as a facetious joke because all these guys are like amazing wrestlers. <laughs> um, you know, the, the only points that Kennedy gave up in the challenge turning were to Nolf. He shuts out Kolchitsky. He shuts out Dylan Ness. He gives up six points to, to you know, to Jason Nolf. And then he goes on to James Green. And look, James Green is good. And this is what I noticed. Oh, James Green. Okay, let me, I, I want to, this is my hot take. Set the mood. This is my hot take. Set the mood. Do you remember a few years ago, a couple years ago, when JB was running through dudes and he, and he was doing – one of the things that he did so well was transitioning yep. straight to a leg lace double right off the tape, double to a lace. Because you have both legs. Think yes. About it. When you hit a double, you end up with both legs, right? You slide that right down to a lace. Well, Dangerous. I, I, I think he's got a student. I think he's been teaching somebody this, and James Green had that down. We saw that. In the finals, um, actually, I think he – I don't know if – I can't remember if he was losing to, um, to uh, Kennedy mm. or if it was close. And then he just doubles them to a lace, and all, yeah, I think he was losing. Kennedy got the or Kennedy got the first takedown, and Green just doubles him to a lace, and all of a sudden it's six two. Yes, you're like ah, well, you know, yeah, you're in trouble now, buddy. So anyway, oh by the way, one last thing I want to do. Green doesn't get any respect. I I, I don't know if he says he doesn't get respect. Is he overshadowed he's, he's, he's by Burroughs? Overshadowed, maybe? and it's it's not just it's the storylines. Everybody everybody wants to talk about Burroughs, JB Dake, and yeah. David Taylor. All right, you and got Kyle Snyder, you got Captain America, Captain Kyle America. Snyder. Yeah. You know he just. He just gets overshadowed, and the dude, he he's gonna he's gonna win a medal. He already won a medal. I think he's gonna if, win if another. One. I I think so too. But if he doesn't win another medal, you know what? I'll stand up and applaud him every time I see him, um, because he won a world medal for the United States. Ah, for sure. Oh, one last comment in this weight class. So I was about five feet away from Alex Pantaleo. 
If anybody thinks that dude is going 149, you are out of your freaking mind. He's short, but he's jacked, right? I don't know if he's going to make 157, <laughs> to be truthfully honest. He is huge. Huge. Did you see Grant, James Green's shirts? Oh, yeah. The green is the new gold shirts? Uh, Loved it. I want to get one of those. Oh, I came so close to getting one. But James Green wouldn't take it off for me, so <laughs> I didn't you get one. You try to steal it from him? I mean, I asked him if I could have a shirt. He said no. All right. Do we need to go to the next weight class? I mean, because you know which weight class it is, right? Oh, I thought I thought we were done. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> Look, the big story is 74 kilograms is the finals match. All right. There were some great matches in the challenge tourney. Um, two guys that really stood out to me. Look, we, we you know what you're going to get with Ringer. All right. Derringer's great. You know what you're going to get with him. Very solid. Um, he, he really held it. I mean, Kyle Dake only beat him 2-1 to one in the yep. finals of the challenge tourney. But I got the impression that Kyle Dake was holding back, saving his energy sure. for the finals. That was my impression I got. Makes sense to me, um, actually. Two guys that really impressed me in that, in that weight class was Isaiah Martinez and Chance Marsteller. To be and they honest. both wrestled. I agree with you. And they, you. they did both wrestle. I'll tell you what. Chance gave Isaiah all he wanted in that match. Um, when they wrestled, Chance was... I mean, super close to getting some go-behinds that Isaiah was able to slip out of. Yeah, you're right. Slipping out of him is, is absolutely what happened. Um, I don't think what people realize is that Isaiah wrestled that match on probably about 10 minutes rest after having a brutal match against Anthony Valencia, a guy who has had Imar's number in freestyle, and it, Imar was able to come out victorious in this match. And, and, and you're, you make a really good and point And Marsteller was on rest. You make a really good point that the rest, the rest is not... You don't get those 45 minutes like you do in NCAAs and you do in high school. No, I think you, it's at most 20. Yeah, you're ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Right. So um, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, Isaiah wrestled him well. He got to his underhooks, and he ended up doing what he needed to do to win. But I tell you what, Marsteller looked like an equal wrestler to him, which makes me think that that dude is going to, if he gets back on the Lock Haven team, he's going to make some noise next year, probably 65 or 165 pounds. Everything I've gathered from Chance Marsteller is that he's on the right path. One of the things that I really loved seeing at this tournament more than anything was Kerry Colat in his co in his corner. Kerry Colat was in Marsteller's really cool. corner, and as the, most people probably know, you know Colat was very much involved in Marsteller's wrestling career from an early age. Um, and I think the two people that were in, I think the other guy that was in his corner was. Um, uh, I think it might have been Nate Carr Jr. I don't know what he wrestled for Dark Knight Wrestling Club, but right. So and Nate, but Nate Carr Jr. is at Lock Haven. At Lock Haven, I think it was Nate Carr Jr. Um, was in his coach with Cole or in his corner with Colette. But just seeing Colette in Marsteller's corner, I really enjoyed seeing that. Look, Colette is such a great ambassador for our sport, and you could tell that he really cares for kids. I can't believe uh, Marsteller is not going to Campbell. You know, I had. But I mean, you're, you're, you look, you don't want to go three schools. You know, he's already there. I had this there. conversation with people out there, you know, with people out there. We, we, we had this conversation, and um, look, no matter how great the chance is doing in life right now, which kudos to him, he's turning it around. I think. Which is awesome. Yeah, I think you, you don't. You have to hit rock bottom sometimes. And look, chance, he hit rock bottom, and he's turning things around. Well, yeah, he's on but, seven years probation. Right. But what people don't realize is that when Colette took over the Campbell program, Campbell had their own issues. Okay. They had their own issues. And I think, one, you'd have to sell it to the administration. And two, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a legal expert. I don't know if chance's probation is going to allow him to attend school in another state. Probably. He would have to get. Um, he may get to travel if he no, gets he on would, the team. He, he would have to get uh, 
some sort of approval from exception the court. or approval, yeah. right? So I, I don't want to spend too much time on that. Anyways, um, you, you know what? I think the story is that Chance is looking like he's a competitor, and Imar, heck, you know that was a great match. It was a fantastic match. Um, Imar gutted that one out. He won nine to six. Um, his match against Valencia was everything you could have asked for. Worth the price I of the I saw that picture alone. you took of Valencia trying to take a, hit a flying squirrel. Yeah, Valencia end, right? tried to hit a flying squirrel at the end, and Marsh, or, uh, Imar caught it, scored the takedown. It was well, beautiful. Yeah, that's how Imar got to lift people up, and he throws yeah. them down. He was like, oh, you're flying in the air. Let me just catch you now. Now I'm going to go ahead and set you down on your head like I do everybody. You know what, Chance? He beat LaValley, who you know gave Burroughs a little bit of fits at the open. He beat him 3-0. Chances, yeah, I tell you what, watch out for Chance next year at 165. It's no, it's no guarantee he's going to be on the team yet. Yeah, I think people gonna, forget that. I, I think, think he is too. You know, but let's. I hope so. If he's on that if, team, if he's if he's got his life turned around and he's got it straight, then I want him on the team because you know what? People make mistakes, especially people that age. Agreed. You know. Agreed. Now, uh, you know, people that age don't always make mistakes to the level that he did. But what are you going to do? Ruin him for the rest of his life and just say you're done? You no, can't ever do anything great for the rest you of your life. You can't do that. All right, so look, let's get to the finals, enough about baby. that. Let's talk about this finals match. You know, One of the most anticipated yeah. finals match uh, of the night of the year. Um, I will tell you this. What we saw at the U.S. Open was n- not indicative of what was going to happen at this tournament. I think that both wrestlers were holding back at the U.S. Open. Well, they, yeah, they let it fly. And they let it fly in this match. You know, in the first match, Kyle Dake didn't put his hand on the mat for probably four minutes of that match, yep. and he scored six points. Yeah, well, that's what that was one of our biggest um, concerns about it earlier was that Dake was in that... F- football stance you know the entire match when he um when he lost the close one and he didn't let it fly he didn't open up the chest lock that he hit oh on burrows was amazing yeah no it was awesome i mean it was, it was feet to back that's what it was you know he scored you know i believe they scored five on that chest lock four. he also four was it four yeah you can only get four in freestyle i believe no you can't you can get five and there was a little controversy oh you're right there this. is that five point throw you can, there's a little yeah. controversy about this sorry I believe Flow Arena said four, but the rep actually gave five. And I think his other point was a push-out, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. All right. So anyways. So I have to go back. I'd have to watch that anyway, but no, I believe that's what happened. Yeah, I saw the throw. I didn't yeah. see the entire match. Yeah. Of, of the first one. I saw the next two. I'll tell you that much. So he scores six points. Right. You know, six points. He's up six, six zero, I guess, 6-2, something like that. Burroughs comes battling back. Um, Dake ends up winning that on criteria. They go into the second match. and. Woo! This is when things get interesting. I'm thinking, Dake, I'm thinking Dake's, Dake's on the team. You and me both. Dake's on the team. And we both picked him to win to, to win it. Even with Burroughs sitting in the finals, we both picked Dake to win it. No, I actually picked Burroughs. Did you? Yeah, I did oh. on, that, on that text because I, I, I did. I, I changed I, my I mind. Picked Dake. I picked Dake. Um, look, the first couple of minutes of that match was really exciting. And talking about the second match. And sure. Dake was on it. Dake was on it. Like, I'm ready to win my spot. That's it, baby. And Burroughs even gets pushed out, right, pushed when down. he has a leg in the air. Yeah. He's got a leg in the air, and Dake and he, pushes him out, and Burroughs' yes. head hits. And I'm thinking, Dake's going to sweep him. He's going to win this spot, and we're going to see Burroughs put his shoes on the mat tonight on his hometown. Yep. That's, that's what I was thinking. You thought he was going to put his shoes on the mat. I huh? did. I thought Ooh, I Lincoln, Nebraska, dad, in, front of my, in front of my family, my home fans, all that, I'm thinking this is it. I'd love to know if that's what it would be. Because um, I, t- I texted Frank after Dake um, won the first one and got up by a couple points in the second one, and I said, that's it, man. Old man's done. Not like being mean, but I'm like, you know, it's 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 a new era. And then I tell you what, as soon as he texts me back and goes, hold on a minute. You know, it, it was like this. I don't want to say a switch was flipped, but let me just say 
and I'm going to reference one of my favorite videos, one of your favorite videos. Oh, yeah. The jackals had nipped enough, and the king of the jungle woke up. Don't poke the lion, baby. Don't you poke, poke the lion. The lion? You know, Sunday he's going to get up, and he's going to tear the shit out of everyone. Burroughs woke up, and he put on a clinic, and he took the momentum from Dake, and he took the energy from Dake, and he ended up scoring a single legs, baby. bunch of points on those single legs. Won that match eight to four. Did you see him after he won it? He was jumping up in the air and he's going. Wait a minute, one talking more about match. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, so, one more. And one I looked more. at the guy sitting next to me. Woo! And I said, I got chills. Dake will not be able to get this momentum back. It's 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 done. Yeah, it's it done. Was, I huh? looked. I looked at the guy next to me and he looked at me and he goes, "I think you're right. I agree with you." And I said, "Dake had a chance." To close this tourney out and yep. win his spot, and he let it go. And then you saw a match he was winning, three. Wasn't he? You saw a match three. Burroughs came out, and it was like he took look, him down and trapped Arma. Look, Flo put out that amazing video year two, a couple years ago, about the King of the Jungle. Yeah. The whole jackals nip and stuff like. We talked about this. We've yeah. watched it. I must have watched it fifteen it's, times this it weekend, pumps you up. dude. It gives me chills. And in that third match, the lion was awoke. The King of the Jungle was awoke, and he said, "Look, you can't come into the lion's den." And poke me and think you're going to get out of here. At home, home crowd. At home. He took him down with a single leg, caught him in a trapped arm, and rolled him out. And yep. it was a quick 4 0. And I was like, and the look it's on over, Dake's baby. face, it wasn't like a Logan Steeper when you're down 4 0. It wasn't like that. It yeah. was, I, I think I know what's happening yep. here. We saw Dake trying to score from his uh, high crotches, right? He hits those quick, slick high crotches. Correct. Burroughs had that scouted. Yep. And, and Dake, which who typically has the offense to go, didn't. Couldn't find an offensive. Couldn't find offense. He couldn't find offense in that last match at all. I, I agree with you. Look, man, Jordan Burroughs is getting ready to. He did punch Dake in the face, though. Did you see that? I did. I did. I don't know if it was on purpose or if he was digging in. I don't know. But Who cares? Dude, he, I, I really he don't closed care. fisted, hit him in the jaw. I Good. Mean, Dake was... <laughs> I mean, look, if you're going to get called for putting your hands in his face, if Dake's going to whine about having hands in his face, just put a fist in his face, then, man. Dake I mean, was, Dake was whining a little bit. Um, look, but Dake's your boy. You know, I like Dick. I've always been a fan of Dick. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm not going to deny that. But we're getting ready to see Jordan Burroughs wrestle on his seventh straight World Olympic team, which is second, I believe, only to Bruce Baumgartner. I believe that's right. Yeah. Baumgartner ended up with like 15. 15. 15. I think it was 15. 15. Um, People, look, if you're you're not doing so, I think he will medal. If he wrestles like he did in the second half of match two and match three against Dake, Burroughs is going to medal. Burroughs could win it. Sure. Okay. But people, if you're not already doing so, watch, appreciate what you're seeing because this man isn't going to wrestle forever. And you just saw something amazing happen no. out there this weekend. Yeah, he's on his last leg. And, and not, not, not being mean, but, you know, I don't know how much time he's got left. Like you said, Father Time's undefeated. Uh, we all know he got laid that night, right? Did you hear the interview? Best interview yeah. ever. His wife likes a winner, baby. My wife likes me more when I'm winning, and I'm going to have a good night tonight. Oh, Love it. Yeah, Burroughs Love number it. three. Burroughs, baby, number three is coming. <laughs> Did you see that CP uh, Flo tweeted that, and uh, Burroughs' wife said, no way. <laughs> no, uh, not I didn't to get see laid, that. but probably to the kid. I didn't see that. But no, I tell you what, when he jumped up and started screaming one more after that second match. You knew it. I knew I it. I was just, I, knew I had it. chills. I yeah. Like, That's the champ, baby. And that, I knew it. That's it. This the is, champ is here. Yeah. Um, I will say this about Burroughs. Look, you're right. Father Time, you know, is not on his side. Um, I don't. I think we see him through the 2020. I don't think we see him after that. I, I think we see him attempting through the 2020, but who knows? 
Right. That's what, I'm, that's what I Eventually mean. Eventually, you're going to have the boys like Mark Hall. Hall's a little bigger. But you're going to have, you know, you're going to have like the Nolfs, the, you know, who knows where Rutherford's at, weight-wise. Mm-hmm. Although he seems like he's probably going to be a little lighter. But, you know, we, know, we don't know who's coming out. But, you know what? For now, that was really neat. It was awesome. Loved seeing it. I loved it going three. Because that, that just gets the hype. It does. And it was three great matches. Yep. With Rutherford, the three. With uh, the Burroughs and Dake, three. And Rutherford Molinaro, three, was just sweet and then Burroughs uh, Dake 3 and then we had another 3 here coming up here soon you know what let's just get on to 86 kilograms because that went 3 it went 3 the only thing I'm going to say about the challenge tourney is this Nick Heflin is for real and legit did you see him weighing in afterwards did you see that tweet which tweet he tweeted out. He said, uh, "I got big now. Time to wrestle." <laughs> he weighed two hundred five point yeah. four. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he weighed yeah. in That's at right, one eighty nine right. point, or weighed in at like one eighty nine point something, one eighty nine point five, and weighed it. That later that night, he was two hundred five point four, and he looked every bit of Holy it. Holy moly, that dude is huge. But look, there was a point in time when he was up, I think nine to four on David Taylor, and I was thinking because the final score was thirteen to nine, I believe. Yeah, thirteen to nine. He was okay. he was up big. Yeah, and I was thinking, oh my god, oh my god, like. If Heflin pulls this off, Twitter is going to break. The internet is going to break. Kim Kardashian's ass has nothing on what's about to happen. Kim Kardashian's ass is about as big as Heflin, but other than that, <laughs> it's a big butt if we're going to talk about it. Um, but Well, that would have been a rematch of the finals when Heflin lost it to Cox. It would have. It would have been uh, Cox's freshman year, Heflin's senior year. Um, So, yeah, Yeah. Heflin is legit. I'm so happy to see him on this team. And now he's at Oklahoma now, right? He was was representing Princeton Princeton there, but he's accepted the job at Oklahoma. Which makes you think Um, that it was a good... Good transition, like I you think know, so. no burn bridges. If you're, if you're representing Princeton there, yeah, absolutely. So good I, for him. Good for him. And I think yeah. if he really does have freestyle aspirations, getting out there with Roselli is going to do wonders. for Absolutely, him. and I think I think he's probably got two, three more years left in him. For yeah, sure, at least. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. And I'm, I'm not sure he's ever going to make a team. You know, like you know, be the guy. But he's going to make the U.S. team probably. He did this year. He made. He yeah, he, he's on the national That's team. That's awesome. Nick Cuffman made a national team. And this is a guy. Like, think about this. And then I want to talk about he can chuck anybody. Taylor and Cox. I really do. But being from Ohio, like Heflin won one state title at Maslin Perry. Went yep. to Ohio State. Multi-time All-American, but never didn't win a national Four-time championship. Four-time All-American, right? And was it four or was it three? Three or four. Three yeah, or four. something like that. We're splitting hairs. Um, you know, he lost to Jaden Cox as a senior in the finals. And then all of a sudden, he was just kind of gone. Like, you don't hear about him. He was, he was a lifting coach for uh, Ohio State's football team for a while. And then he goes out to Princeton. He's out there with those guys. He shows up at the U.S. Open and just chucking dudes. Dude, throw and he Bo was, Nickel and crush him around his head. Dude, and he was chucking dudes all through the challenge tourney. Yeah. All through the challenge Dude's tourney. got double overs on lock. <sighs> I don't want to get thrown by him. Double overs on lock. All right, let's talk about David Taylor, Jaden Cox. A lot of controversy surrounded by this. There's some um, controversy, brother. And I'm, I'm involved in it. This is one of those... This is one of those matches, one of those... One of those matchups where it's so hard to root against either guy. Okay, it really is. I mean, David Taylor eats, breathes, lives this sport. I mean, this sport has been his life. He's so amazing. He's such an amazing wrestler. You got a guy like Jaden Cox, who his interview, his post match interview. I mean, honestly, look, people out there, tweet me, call me, call me a, a weenie all you want, but I, I mean, I was getting choked up. Yeah. I really was. And, he just um, talked about how th- 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 it's a sport and he enjoys it. 
It's fun. He goes, this is fun to me. It's not a battle. It's not a war. This is fun to me. It's, I I do, it's what I love. It, so how can it's you what not, I love. How can exactly. you not want this when you enjoy doing exactly. it? Exactly. You can't root against either guy. And <laughs> the guy sitting on the other side of me just happened to be Mr. Dave Taylor. Really? Yeah. Like, like right next Ooh, to me. Ooh, that'd be tough. And um, a lot of controversies surrounding this match. I would say that... Well, let's talk about the matches. My opinion... Okay, so listen. The first match... There was a maybe two. There was a questionable call in that match. I'm not sure if it was the four points, mm-hmm. okay, that David Taylor got. It was awarded the four points, okay, and that blew the match wide open. And that's how he won that match. Yeah, okay? yeah it kind of put Cox on, you know, in a bad spot. in a bad spot. Um, and also, I will say this: that Jaden Cox wrestled that first match in typical Jaden Cox fashion, pre. NCAA finals match this sure. past year. Just, just kind of, you know, out going there. Through the going through the motions. I don't want to say lackadaisical, but the term I used is without a sense of urgency. Yeah. Okay? Well, Dave, do you think he might have been a little cold? I mean, those people no, that sit in challenge rooms to be cold. I don't think that's what it was. Okay, I, I, okay. I don't think, there was just, you just didn't see that sense of urgency in his, in his eyes. Fair. The second match, you saw it. He came out and he was ready to go. Absolutely ready to go. Sense of urgency. He's wrestling great. He ends up winning the match. It's close. Four to three. And there was a couple of times where his corner is going nuts. Okay. Mike Ironman, for example, yeah. is going crazy in his corner. And Jaden looked at because him. Because Jaden was on the verge of losing that match. He was. And Jaden looked at him. And I was sitting, you know, probably six feet away from their corner. And he was like, calm down. Just calm down. Really? Like he was very just, calm down. I got this. Don't worry about it. I really? got this. And it was so cool to see. It was like, look, his coaches are going nuts. And the wrestler who's, you know, trying, you know, a match away from losing his spot on the world team is just like, chill out. And do you think We're that's, okay. Do you think that's maybe because of the, the, the way he goes about wrestling and his thought process is that it's not the end of the world? Whereas maybe with David Taylor, that is what defines him. Ben, you saying that, I just got chills. Honestly, let me tell you something. Watching, we we've seen David Taylor wrestle for a lot of years. We coached against him. Many years. We grew up in Ohio and all that kind of stuff. And I think David Taylor puts an extreme amount of pressure on himself in these situations. And as I said earlier, I had the fortune of talking to Jimmy Kennedy's dad after the tournament, who just happens to be David Taylor's father-in-law. And I said that my opinion watching that match was that. David Taylor puts so much pressure on himself that he struggles. He's already kind of behind the eight. Not behind, I don't know what the term is. Dude. He's already battling something else other than sure. his opponent. Okay. Yeah. And Mr. Kennedy um, said, it's funny you say that. We finally got him to start seeing a sports psychologist because that was the case. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's very evident. And that's one of the things that makes David Taylor so likable, which makes his style so phenomenal, is that he... He bleeds this. I mean, he absolutely bleeds this, this sport. This it's, it's, his it's his passion. It's his life. And it was noticeable on stage. And Cox is the total opposite. You know, Jaden really is. He's Jaden's total opposite. He does it literally. And I mean, I know that's what Penn State says because it's fun. But he does it because it's something that he really enjoys doing. And he, it, I, and you know, when he said "calm down," I'm picturing in my head. He's thinking, if I lose this match, it's okay. It's okay. And it was even further than that. It was, calm down, guys. The match isn't over. Yeah. You know, 
<laughs> I still got time. Just just calm down. It's his wrestling match. And if David Taylor wanted to win it, he should have put Cox away right there. He should have. Because you know what? I mean, he had he could have won it, mm-hmm. but he didn't. And and you know, and then you go to the third match, and I tell you what, you know, at the flip of the coin when you make the third match, the third match. The way that match started, the way that match started, it was Jaden Cox all day. I thought Jaden's going to win this. Sure, no, agreed. Right up until the point where there was the injury, and let me tell you, people, that was not a fake injury. No way. That man screamed as loud as you could scream. I I didn't think he was going to finish the match. To be truthfully honest, David Taylor didn't. No, which is I think a big problem is that David Taylor kind of his head was out of it. The coaches were out of it. If you watch it on, so I got to watch it on Flow where Mm -hmm. they were showing the corner and David Taylor was kind of. Not in like a, a congratulatory way, but kind of just like, all right, you know, go get him. But like, you know, just smacking his coach's hands, like thinking, this is over. He's not going to get up and wrestle. And David Taylor didn't mean to hurt him. No, not at all. You know? Not at all. David and, Taylor's not a dirty wrestler. And, and he scored two on the caution and caution and two um, when Cox kind of went out. Yeah, it wasn't a takedown. I don't think they awarded a takedown. I think they awarded a, a caution and two when he scored when he hurt Cox's knee. Oh, I thought it was a takedown. No, because Cox was in the splits and they went out of bounds. But they're called Cox Caution and Two for Flame, or whatever. Really? Not, yeah. not to see. I don't know this, and you may be right. I'd have to go back and look at this. I saw, from my vantage point, Taylor was out on that takedown. Cox screamed. Taylor pulled his leg again and covered the covered the other leg and scored the takedown. Maybe, I didn't see it was Caution Two. I thought it was Caution and Two. And you may be right. We'll have to go back and double check that. But you said you had some thoughts on this match, Ben. Give them to me, man. Well, I think that I, I I'm not sure. Okay, so. David Taylor's coaches made a really bad decision by not challenging the first takedown at the end of the first period. So Cox got hurt in the second period. He did. And is that, that the takedown, takedown where yeah, David Cox, was Cox a, went between his legs? Went between his legs. That was a phenomenal finish, yeah, by the way. But he didn't get his leg. If you watch it on video, he touched his leg, okay. but did not even wrap it. It was not to. Do you have to wrap it? Yeah. I mean, you can't. You got to do more than touch it. I mean, it was a touch, not even like a. a he didn't have it. It wasn't to. Taylor have his knees and hand on the map? But it wasn't not, not when he had his leg touched. He okay. touched the leg as he was going down, and then Taylor went into a hurdler split. It was not two. They should have challenged it because they, then he would have won. Um, they didn't challenge it. It was not two points. You and you, I think you were the per, the first person that I've heard say that that was one of the the bad calls there. Yeah, it, it was. It, in my opinion, and if you go back and watch it, it was a bad call. It was the wrong call. Um, but either way, and and then so in in the second period after they start wrestling. Cox should have been put on the clock at least once. At least once. I'm not going to say twice because Cox ended up scoring points because well, Taylor was kind of going after him, um, you know, and flopping around to try to t- score him. Cox, a lot of times off the whistle, his first move was backwards. He did end up keeping his butt to center a good bit, but not all of it. Mm-hmm. I would have put him on the put him on the clock once, but even then that doesn't give Taylor the win because it would have been 5-4. Yeah. So I'm not be, saying I don't there, think the match was ref that great. Look, the, and I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i tell you this right now. I agree with you. The guy refing that match, I thought was the worst ref there that entire day. There were multiple times I saw that guy when he was not the ref on the mat, when he was the ref at the other table, you know, the you know the confirmation yeah. the confirmation judge, not paying any attention. And it looked like when they, the when, when they guy. needed confirmation, the guy was like, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't white know. paddle. Yeah, her, basically, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's, you know, that's a, that's a whole other argument in itself. To me, there was two questionable things. There was one or two debatable things that people got heated about. One... After Jaden Cox got injured, look, there's a moment where you saw him backing up, moonwalking on his knees across the mat. Well, yeah, he's getting all pushed away with all of his okay. sweat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, don't even get That's me started. That's sweaty Cox. <laughs> you had to get that in you there. You can't beat a sweaty Cox. 
I tried. Jesus. I was waiting for it, Ben. Dun, dun, ding. I like it. I like it. Um, but there was he – should, he should have been hit for passivity on that. I mean, without a doubt. One time. One time. Which wouldn't have, which wouldn't have gave Taylor the win. The other but questionable thing is when Taylor went out of bounds with – off of what looked to be Ooh. off of his shot. Yeah, they, he slid out of bounds he off the sweat. Out of bounds. And then they, they gave oh sorry. Then they gave him one. They gave Cox one. Yeah. So that could have been questionable as well. There was a lot of people that thought that the match was refed pretty correctly for the most part. Um I'd have to disagree with those people. No offense to I'm sure they probably know a ton about wrestling. Probably more than I do. But I would have to disagree. I would say, you know, I would say there were some questionable things. Look, Jaden Cox didn't ref the match. He wrestled nope. the match. He won the match. And he won the match. And I'm, I still think he's, he's a – I don't want to say he's our best representative, but he's at least as good as our best representative. We may have the top two guys in the That's world I mean. at that weight class. That's what I mean. I think that you send both of them out there, and they both are going to do really well. Uh, and Cox, fair and square from him. Mm-hmm. He did what he could do. He did what he did. And he won. He won and the match. you wrestled the match that you're yeah. called. And I'm not bitter at all. You know, now, but you know, I think that I think that he he was uh, a benefit of a few a few bad calls. But you know what? Part of that's on Kale. Then you know what? If you don't think that's a takedown, which I really don't, go back and watch it. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think it was. Throw the brick. Throw oh, the brick. Speaking of throwing a brick, they they did it. They did tell me about this. Throw the brick. I didn't get to see this. Okay, so going back to how much we, I when that match was over, we saw a side of David Taylor that I've never seen in my life. Never. Um, it's all a side of Kel that I've never seen either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> David Taylor went berserk. I don't want to say berserk, but he had some choice words and finger pointing for the refs involved in that match afterwards. Yep. And, and, you know, David Taylor has always been such a phenomenal um, representative. Ambassador. Of, uh, ambassador of our sport. You know, great sportsmanship, great athlete. You can only push so far, though. Exactly. Um, he had some choice what words. What did he say? Because you can't hear it on flow. It... Uh, <laughs> You can leave customers Basically, you know, if I was reading lips, something along the lines, you know, point a finger at the ref, you know, effing messed up or effing horrible officiate. I mean, something along those lines. I heard he pointed at Rich Bender and yelled at him for a minute, too. He pointed at somebody over there in the USA wrestling area. I heard it was Rich Bender. Um, I'm not sure what he said. Kale, <laughs> they threw a towel. They threw the brick at the ref. And then Kale put the chair up on the stage. And I don't want to say he threw it. All right, he didn't throw it, but he shoved it at the ref, and he got he red really? card. He got red card and kicked out. He got kicked out of the arena. Yeah, he got kicked out of the tournament. He got red carded. I guess it was towards the end, but I, yeah. You, I, see, they didn't show that on flow. I mean, it, he threw a brick at the ref. Dude, they they hit the they hit the ref in the crotch with the brick. <laughs> Eat him in the nuts. <laughs> um, now look, was it the was ref that ref the match. Uh, I believe so, yeah. Because oh. the re- the ref was walking over there with the red card in his hand saying, done, you're done. So he and then they threw the brick. He was just throwing a brick at the dude's nuts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. There, there wasn't <laughs> nothing to challenge at that man. Now, look, I don't want to over-exaggerate how much he threw that chair. Look, it wasn't like if one of the Brands brothers would have been out there, they would have picked the chair up and smacked the dude over the head. Yeah, it wasn't WWE <clears throat> style. No, no, we didn't see it. It wasn't Jacob Casper going out there. <laughs> Friendly ghost just hitting somebody in the head with the no, um, but that's not a side that we're used to seeing from David Taylor or Kale, man. And uh, it goes back to look how much how much frustration, how much frustration and pressure. Dude, you go out there and at the World Cup, you beat countless medalists. He's beaten so many medalists and world champs, a couple world champs as well. And he just can't get it done on the U.S. soil. And you got to believe that he is just frustrated. 
I'm not sure he can do anything else. What else can you do? You can't do anything else about it. I mean, it, look at David Taylor and Kyle Digg, two of the best wrestlers of the last decade with eight NCAA finalist appearances between them, six national championships. They're International style is phenomenal. They could go compete on any foreign soil and and win and win big for us. Yep. And they can't crack a team. And That's you know what? Frustrating, man. It is very frustrating. But at the same time, it just goes to show that the United States, the depth that we have, we're starting to build. We're starting we, to build something. We really are. Look at this world team. And you know what? You know, and the leader of the world team is Jordan Burroughs Even said in his interview, he's. Gonna, did you hear him say he's going to hand the reins over to Kyle Snyder? Absolutely. There it is, baby. So let's move on to that 97-kilogram weight class. What can you say about Kyle Snyder that hasn't already been said, man? Uh, He is the face of USA Wrestling right now. He really is. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there, and rightfully so, that thinks that Sajulayev is the best wrestler in the world. Um, But I am super stoked and super pumped that Kyle Snyder is going to get a chance to take that claim. I agree with you. And, you know, we're going to – I'm sure we're going to beat this horse at nauseum. Uh, in the next com- uh, coming weeks, but um, right now, yeah, uh, Abdul Rashid Sajulayev probably is the best wrestler in the world. But I tell you what, Kyle Snyder's game to, game to wrestle him. He he wants to wrestle him. He's ready for it. He is. He. Wh- what do you want to say about this weight I class? Mean, you, you, he he really sits not in the finals and then he beats the hell out of Gadsden. He gave up two 13-2. points. Yeah, he gave up two points to Gadsden. Who I, this is his last loss um, in NCAAs? Correct. In I, the NCAA, yeah, in the NCAA. Finals. I think Gadsden was his last loss on U.S. soil. Is that right? He lost to Varner in the trials one match. Remember? Um, oh, I'm, okay. Trials. Okay. And uh, the best, then he had to win two in a row. I, I got you. I was, but, yeah. Okay. You're right. I'm we'll, just dropping some knowledge bombs here, no, baby. You're right. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah, there's – Kyle Snyder is the man. And listening to his interviews and listening to what he says on social media and just following his career, you know, as Ohio State fans, as wrestling fans, this guy is physically not, – not, Physically and even more so mentally made for the sport. Mentally made. I mean, his mental aspect is is incredible to me. He's he's more uh, mature than I am, and that's for damn sure. <laughs> he's mature be- beyond his years. Way I beyond mean, his years. He's like Mr. Miyagi, dude. It, it's not like he doesn't. I, it's hard to it's it's hard for me to put a beat on it. You know, it's not like it's not a job. It's not like Jaden Cox. I'm just doing what I love. It's like. I wrestle, and there's one life to live, and one way to live that life. And it's kind it's, of the middle. You just yeah. you're gonna go out, you're gonna get coached, accept coaching, you're gonna work hard, you're gonna wrestle as much as you can, and you're gonna be great for doing so. You know who's had the biggest, I think, biggest, uh, biggest um, um, help, or what, what's the word? I'm looking, biggest influence. Who's that? Is uh, Terrell Belagnev. Terrell Belagnev. If you li- if you ever listen to Terrell Belagnev speak, his approach to wrestling is. A little bit more obtruse than many other people's. I agree with you. And Kyle Snyder, in every interview you hear, you hear a little bit of Terrell Belagnev. You're right. About my goal is to score points. My goal is to wrestle the best. My goal is to be the best wrestler I can be and never be worried about winning or losing. No. he, And that's what he does. When he loses, it doesn't affect him. He loses, it's just it's part it of the game. It makes so much better. And he goes back. He learns from it. He trains. And he doesn't let that loss affect him. That's why I'm never worried about him losing. And to a lesser extent, Stieber too, you know, because they're both in the Terrell Terrell room. But because they have that mindset that losing in these tournaments, you know, certain non-world or Olympic level events, 
is okay. Not only is it okay, it's going to make you a better wrestler. And Kyle Snyder's shown that he's he loses matches on international soil, but when it comes to Worlds and Olympics, he's undefeated right now. Yeah. So. I mean, there's not much more you can say about that. I expect him to go out to Worlds. Um, he, he's definitely going to medal. And he's going to win it. And I, it, He's going to win it. When, when he gets to match up with Sajulayev and win that gold medal, I mean... The problem is they're not going to have... I don't think their seeding criteria is going to split them. You know they have seeding criteria this year, right? In Worlds, they they have some. Uh, no, nah, I don't want to use their. They're using, again, are they but, using the point system? Yeah, they're using the point system, um, but it's it's a little different seeding criteria, and I don't know because Sedge Live didn't wrestle that much. I think he wrestled in the Continental. That's it. I heard randomly that he was injured and there he might not wrestle but i think that's just a weird rumor i have i don't know i can't comment on maybe that. i'm wrong you know what maybe maybe we don't know who sagalive is we've been told that before <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty good though but he is married so you know Ooh. he could uh he, he might be lacking a little bit i don't i don't want to talk about this weight class anymore kyle snyder's the man all right let's let's get to 125 kilograms we're kind of going a little deep into this uh podcast today um let's look, finish it up Gwazowski wins this, you know, wins this weight class. I think many people were expecting it to happen. Um, he beats Dominic Bradley two matches to zero, and who to me was kind of a finalist that I wasn't expecting. I know he's always been kind of there, but I was expecting Ray to make it. You know, Ray was the one seed. I believe Bradley was the two seed. Bradley had a hell of a tournament and impressed me so much. And it, and as I was watching things a little more closely. He impressed me even more because I think Bradley might be going through a little bit of adversity in his wrestling career right now. Um, I found it very odd that Dominic Bradley is supposed to be a part of the Cyclone Wrestling Club, mm -hmm. and you saw nobody from that club is in his corner. You, who was in his corner? His high school coach and Kevin Jackson. And let's so face Jackson, it, who was a former Cyclone guy. Yeah, you know Jackson's not. He's not doing anything with Cyclone right now. Look, that's all Zadik, Metcalf, Dresser, all those guys. Jackson's not a part of that anymore. Let's, Absolutely let's just not. Keep it real. Um, I found it very, very interesting that nobody uh, from the Cyclone Wrestling Club was in his corner. But he's supposed to be at the Cyclone Wrestling Club. Uh, that's what I thought. You well, know, well, granted, he was representing Sunkiss Sunkiss Kids. Um, Sunkiss Kids. <laughs> yeah, but no, but that's right, Sunkiss Kids. Um, but it's the same way that. Charles Snyder represents Tyson right. Mercury, right. but is Ohio um, RTC. I don't know. I think Dom might be going through a little bit of adversity in his training life right now. Um, you sound like you know something. I, look, I heard some rumors, some murmurs of what's going on. I wouldn't be surprised if we see you know Dom at a different spot in the future. I don't know where. Um, I'll tell you what, he'd look good at uh, the Ohio RTC. <laughs> Everybody would look good at the Ohio RTC. <laughs> um, but uh, Bradley impressed me. I mean, he navigated a challenge bracket that included Zach Ray, Tony Nelson, Bobby Telford, um, I think Nathan Butler. And he, he, he made it through. He, he beat Bobby Telford. He beat uh, Tony Nelson to face Gwazowski. Um, Gwazowski just happened to be the better wrestler that day. And if there's any weight class where I think going through a challenge tourney might affect you more <laughs> probably, than anything, it's, probably, it's probably the big guys. Well, yeah, man, you can't you can't go to get to the Golden Corral buffet in between. I'm just kidding, man. I'm the one that eats at the Golden Corral buffet, not these dudes. These dudes are specimens. Um, you know, I I was thinking it was gonna be Ray Guiz, and I I always thought that Ray was our better international um international uh, level wrestler to give us the best chance of battling. But you know what, Guiz. He wins the match fair and square, and I don't think it's. I think it's hard to argue that he doesn't have the best offense out of all uh, heavyweights besides Gable Stevens. <laughs> but. Honestly, I would say besides Don Bradley, Gwazowski has the best yeah, offense. Yeah. Um, 
I, I, it's so funny about Don Bradley. Look, Gwazowski, he won it 2-0. Um, he deserves to be on the team. He looked great doing so. Don Bradley's, Don Bradley's so overlooked as well. I mean, he's like a five-time national team member. He's won medals on the, been around? Uh, on the World Circuit. He was a two-time All-American at Missouri. And um, you, just, you just don't hear much about him. Yeah, you know, he, he's a consummate, um, really good ladder guy. Uh, is he ever going to get the spot? Probably not, my opinion. You know, my that's my opinion only. Um, I, I just think Gwiz is the future for now until Gable gets there. Fair point. Uh, we'll see what happens with this training situation and stuff like that. You never know how, how things pan out. But tell you yeah. what, I'm, I'm not training with him. I'm definitely not training with him. Um, so, yeah. That's your uh, that's your real team. Thomas Gilman at fifty seven, Logan Steber at sixty one, Zane Rutherford at sixty five, James Green at seventy, the King of the Jungle at seventy four, Jaden Cox at eighty six, Captain America at ninety seven, and Nick Wazowski at one hundred and twenty five. So you know what kilograms. that is? That's three World or Olympic champs, two more World or Olympic medalists, and then uh, Gilman, who's a cadet, or excuse me, junior bronze. Gwiz, who I don't think is uh, placed. And who else am I thinking? Who am I missing? Right. Oh, and um, Rutherford, who's a... Cadet World Cadet World, World, Cadet World champ. Champ. World champ, yeah. Uh, I like Pretty good team. team. I, I like, like this, this team. team. Very young team. Yeah. With a bright future. Look, the future's looking so bright for USA Wrestling right now. I'm looking forward to the World, tra- uh, World Championship, man. It's too bad that uh, the Olympics are taking away some spots, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> talk about we that later. time for that shit. All right, fight look, IOC members. <laughs> we have been talking year off long enough. Um, that's all we got for you. Look, I want to give another thanks to uh, Gerard Garnett, Nick McGee, letting me tag along with them guys, uh, the guys from North Dakota State. Um, listening to them talk about what's going on at North Dakota State, they are so pumped about what's going on. A lot of bright things in that school's future. Um, I expect big things from them in the future. Um, big shout-out to everybody else we got to hang out and meet with out there. Alex Dean, um, Brian Payne, uh, Jake Agnich from Twitter. That kid knows wrestling, a lot of wrestling, another Iowa guy. Um, it was such a phenomenal weekend. I was so glad I got to be a part of it. And uh, if you've never been to the trials, I highly suggest you making your way out there. What do you got, Ben? Anything? I got nothing, man, besides the fact that I'm jealous that I didn't get to go. But uh, it was nice to sit back and talk some wrestling with you. Loved it. Next year, you and I for sure. We're doing it. All right, that's all we got for you. Have a great day. And as always, don't wind up on your back, bro.